All right, welcome to the monthly movie dispatch, the movie show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast and review a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school. We aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. Uh, I'm Derek. I'm here with Brandon. Hello. And tonight we are going to be reviewing Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Um, oh yeah yeah how have you been brandon been pretty good yeah yeah got back from california nice have you seen land los angeles nice didn't see any celebrities though oh everyone's still inside probably huh is it mostly open down there uh i don't think the national like law had gone into effect yet Um, but yeah it's still it's you know it's summer if you're on the beach it's all good yeah um have you gone to the movies at all yet yes i saw uh godzilla vs kong in oh theater, that's right but okay. i didn't go to the movies in los angeles oh okay i didn't um i just want to bring this up real quick we went to um the amc last night and saw back to the future for nick's birthday he like rented out oh. a theater and um i haven't that's... seen that movie in like 15 years and that was incredible it was amazing just oh. as good as ever oh so it was the best it was the best time i've ever seen it like i've never appreciated mm-hmm. the movie so much part of it was probably being in the theater for the first time in like two years mm-hmm. but also on top of that it's just like it's such an amazing movie from beginning perfect to adventure end. film yeah and it was so mm-hmm. funny so much funnier than i remember it being and that's great yeah. that's your first one back first time back mm-hmm okay Yep. Yeah, and he got a good amount of people. There was like almost twenty people in the theater, so it was like everyone was just kind of emulating the theater experience, you know, like clapping mm-hmm. and cheering. And it was just nice. fun. So that makes it even better. Yeah, it was really good. Makes me really excited to jump into this movie season and actually mm-hmm. get back out there and you know hopefully go check out Quiet Place this weekend and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but same, same. Tonight, uh, we're going to start off the podcast by talking a little bit about Zack Snyder. He's been around for quite a while, at least, um, you know, in our um, lives from the time we kind of started getting into film. He was just kind of breaking out yeah, into the scene. Exactly. So, good good point. Yeah. Literally, the year I was probably getting into film, he broke out in the indie scene. Yeah. And uh, his first movie, Dawn of the Dead, kind of, um, at least like in our group, you know, that it was like perfect like high school or like uh right at the beginning of the zombie craze it was just kind of like i don't know i know i was just so into that movie at the time yeah. i remember thinking i was like this is like one of the best movies i've ever seen and it's uh, on it had style it was gory it was interesting it wasn't bland but yeah it was yeah. right around the beginning of this whole zombie like craze that we went on the decade after yeah also written by james gunn that was like his big oh his big break into hollywood films yeah i'll always remember like the way zach schneider directed the opening in the like suburban town and her like falling into the shower curtain and like in the bathtub it's just like so many great experimental shots and the pacing is just like wildly energetic Mm -hmm. like uh, yeah he knew what he was doing even back then it was a crazy breakout yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. It was kind of a departure, like from that genre, because it was kind of—I I don't really know if anyone had done like the fast zombie, you know, like the mm-hmm. running, 
you know, 28 Days Later was around the same time, too, which I think they did Running Zombies. Mm-hmm. And uh, his movie Army of the Dead kind of brings that back, too. Uh, we'll get back into that. But what? So he's kind of a controversial director. Um, yeah. People not, love to hate him. Yeah, he's not, right. like, offensive or anything. He's just he's just all over his movies and it's like either you like him or you don't. And, uh, I know even in our group of friends, like, you know, Nick just is not on the Zack Snyder train. Um, but I think me and you mostly have liked him for a large portion of his career until maybe some of his more recent stuff. Um, but what, what, what's like your fondest Zack Snyder memory, like movie wise? I mean, it's funny you say most of his career because his career isn't that long it's before not. he gets into Man of Steel. That's true. Uh, especially if you don't include just his animated film, Legends of the Guardians. Yeah. The Owls of Gahul. Yeah. Oh, Which I haven't actually but, seen. But... Yeah. So it's like he has a small career up until he turns into superhero directing. I mean, by far, I, th- I still defend and love the hell out of his adaptation of Watchmen. Hmm. I think that's him at like peak Schneider with like his visuals behind obviously one of the greatest stories ever told um, with that graphic novel. And I just think every, he did everything right there. Um, a yeah. lot of people somehow found beef in it, but I still will defend that to this day. It is an incredible movie. Yeah. I feel like most people's beef is <clears throat> they're like, it's just not too different. Like it's, it feels like it's the comic just put on screen, but it's like, how else are you going to do that story? Yeah, exactly. Like, and it is that, but it also is like overloaded with his, like the things that make him, uh, kind of stand out as his own stylistic thing. Lots of slow motion, uh, you know, lots of muscular men, lots of beautiful women. Sometimes just turn on alone the opening credits. He always does credits. Well, um, of just the Bob Dylan song over all the like Minutemen superheroes. Yeah, I'll still mm-hmm. go back to that like scene and other scenes yeah, in that film. Me too. Yeah, it's really great. Um, he's good at like music videos, like those opening scenes with yeah. just music. Um, he should. He could direct the fuck out of some music videos. Yeah, I think he for actually. Sure. I think that is how he actually started. You know, like really? a lot of directors, he did some. That kind of makes a lot of sense. If so, yeah, but um. I think, you know, I've always loved Watchmen also. That's always been kind of mm-hmm. my go-to. Uh, I really like Dawn of the Dead. <clears throat> Last time I went back and watched it, it was a blast. Um, Still holds up? It holds up. It's not as, like, mm-hmm. breakthrough as it felt back then, but mm-hmm. I get why it felt so much fun, because it is just a fun movie. Um, yeah. But honestly, like, man, this year for him, he's had a crazy year, and... justice league is like up there with like one of my favorite to say it (laughs) it is like that movie just works for some reason and you know it's one of those movies where you can break down individual scenes that might not work that well but just as a whole like when you come out of it you just like especially i think nailing that third act like when Mm -hmm. you come out of that movie it just it just feels good and everything feels how many blockbusters or how many superhero movies nail the third act yeah that's like where everything falls apart normally I'm on the so. same page. Like thinking back as Zack Snyder's career, like Justice League kind of stands out, especially with how ambitious and long and how many things could have gone wrong. It like yeah. that um, Schneider cut on HBO, like yeah, really impressive. I yeah. think that's up there in the top three. Yeah, same. But um, 
yeah um I mean, it'd, it'd be fun to have, like, Nick on this conversation just to hear, like, him bash, yeah, some Zack Snyder stuff. But And he's obviously yeah. not without his faults. He's, like, I've always kind of compared him to, he's, like, a, a, a Michael Bay with more taste. Or, you know, he's like, yeah. he does kind of a Michael Bay thing, but from a much more, he's trying to be artistic when he's doing it as opposed to just being, like, over the top in your face because he he gets when he makes a movie he's in he's all over that movie yeah and he directs the hell out of it and you can tell it's his film just like michael bay except for he goes for like beauty in a lot of what he's doing Mm -hmm. amongst the action um as in michael bay just does action for action's sake maybe right Yeah. yeah michael bay likes to he wants you to be impressed by like what he's able to pull off on a in a, a given shot like what's happening mm-hmm. and Zack Snyder wants wants you to feel moved but his in, yeah. but, but his go-to way to do that is like slow motion explosions and like this yeah. is a painting yeah. look at this beautiful <laughs> painting yeah but anyway so that's Zack Snyder so part of his big uh I don't even know if it's like I don't know how far he fell in the public eye with Man of Steel and BVS but this kind of feels like a weird redemption arc where he got, you know, to release the the new version of his movie that he promised was better. And it turned out it was better. And then mm-hmm. uh, right after that, he comes out with this other movie, Army of the Dead. A month later? When did you, yeah. you, you reviewed uh, Justice League, like, on the show, like, a month ago, right? Yeah. about Yeah. It, like, was not long ago at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one of my last two episodes I was on, so... Um. Yeah, and so and now he comes out with Army of the Dead. It's getting mostly good reviews. I think people are kind of <clears throat> taking it for what it is. It's just kind of this mm-hmm. fun, over the top, um, bloody, violent zombie movie. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's the movie we're gonna be reviewing. So let's just jump right into that. Uh, What's it called? Army of the Dead. It's directed mm-hmm. by Zack Snyder. Starring Dave Bautista, Anna De La Guerra, um, Ella Purnell, and Tig Notaro. The mm. plot description is after a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble by venturing into the quarantine zone for the greatest heist ever. And this can be found on Netflix. This just came out. I think it's in theaters also. They had like a oh. one-week theater window, and then it's also on Netflix now. So, Um... <laughs> Yeah, so my pers- my first impressions of the movie is that it's it's pretty harmless, dumb fun. Like it's it you, you don't want to think too hard about it. A lot of it doesn't really make sense, um, but the the stuff that works is the stuff that you want to work. Which is, I think the zombie concept is really cool and unique and different and i think the they look cool they sound cool and the action uh when they're on the screen is really fun and exciting a gun foo <laughs> yeah 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 for sure like it it uh it's there's some really impressive choreography like there's a couple moments where i was like damn like they wasn't expecting them to put so much thought into how cool it is to mow down zombies but like they're really like going for it in some of these scenes um <laughs> And I like that a lot. I think that worked really well. Um, there's some weird things that the movie does. Like, 
I don't even know how to describe some of the scenes. We we can get into them, but there's like weird teases for things that don't happen in like yes. <laughs> weird stuff happens in this movie. Uh we'll dig into those in a minute, but um I think character-wise it's kind of a it's a mostly empty movie. I think they it seems like they they like felt like they were trying to get these big character moments, but uh, none of them were really delivered properly and <laughs> melodrama really... isn't isn't there yeah. and you could tell they're very much going for it at times because all of a sudden like pretty music comes on yeah. and like yeah it slows down for a beat yeah um, zach snyder little... he's so bad at subtlety like there's just mm-hmm. none of it ever um even but i think the actors are pretty good like i really enjoyed dave batista and um, i did too yeah i enjoyed the hell out of dave batista i didn't think he had like a moment where i saw through his acting like i think he's a pure like a grade actor in that film yeah and i kept waiting to see like his holes or like what i saw him in guardians of the galaxy i know he's been in a few things in between but yeah i thought maybe guardian of the galaxy was like too specific of a character where it just happened to work right but this, he's like a normal dude, and everything works that mm-hmm. he tries. Yeah. His crying, his jokes, his seriousness, like it all works. Yeah, you totally buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I also really like Tig Notaro. I, I actually think she was probably the best character uh, as far as like a well-rounded, like she made sense character. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And a fun fact, she was added in post. Have you read about this? <laughs> I read something, <laughs> I read a headline about that a week ago, and yeah. then I kind of forgot, and then I saw some weird CGI where she looked like she was, like, just chilling in the frame, like, cut out like a cardboard box. Yeah. Obviously, it was CGI, and I was like, oh, yeah, I read an article about that, but also, this is the only time I can see the seams. Right. Yeah, it was surprisingly well done. Like, you mostly when you know you could usually probably chalk that up to bad cgi in general right you wouldn't think like oh they did bad at replacing her in here it's more like oh they put a bad background behind her or something like that but they so actually in post you mean like she was on green screen the entire time yeah she never was on set with any actor okay. so in i'm fact... guessing if you rewatch it there's a lot of shots where like they're not in the same frame together most of them is like shot reverse shot there is but also, there's surprisingly a lot that she's totally just in there. It, from what I understand, uh-huh. they so they filmed it with a different actor who has had some pretty big allegations against him. So they cut him out of the movie completely. Oh, and um, then replaced another comedian. Yeah, he's another comedian. Oh, what's his name? Um, Chris D'Elia. Yeah, Chris D'Elia. Okay. Um, this was his movie. Damn. Yeah, and so they had all the performances of the other actors acting opposite him you know already so then they just had her do her scenes and then plopped her in uh just on top of his character yeah that's really fascinating yeah it it definitely helps that everything is filmed with the most shallow depth of field imaginable so everything is already feathered and fuzzy (laughs) and so the like the animators effects artists just like easily put her in there and blended the sides and it all looked fine anyways like yeah 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 the the way this movie was shot was really Mm -hmm. strange to me for large portions um yeah i don't it's very very handheld very like um 
I just, there was like a lot of like filter kaleidoscopy looking filters, but not real kaleidoscope. Just like you saw a lot of glimmers right. of light everywhere. Yeah. And then obviously the depth of field, I don't know if it was fake or real or probably a mixture of both at times, but like it was a very shallow depth of field movie. Yeah. Often. Um, he, he it was, shot it was unique. It was fun. Zack Snyder is actually okay. the cinematographer on this film. I can uh, see that. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, this is a dude with just camera on his shoulder <laughs> saying, yeah. all right, go. Right. All right, now you go. <laughs> yeah. Which must have been like, and that kind of feels like a good vibe for this movie because this movie kind of feels like it's just a good time it's just a an excuse to make a zombie movie like mm-hmm. uh, you know there is some world building in the movie that is interesting like i like i think the concept is just it's a cool concept like what if there was a yeah. zombie outbreak and we contained it and it's all in vegas like that's yeah. that's cool and there's just like that that vegas is post-apocalyptic but nowhere else uh, I think this is yeah this is the main like intro I want to I was going to say is like the overall idea of this movie is on paper is great. And it's not awful on execution but like yeah. it is such a good like sales pitch of a movie like the contained Las Vegas zombie apocalypse and on top of that a whole separate ragtag group of people doing a normal bank heist inside the containment quarantine zone. Yeah, from an old vault that's been there for you know, you know, ever since the outbreak happened, with a lot of shit ton of cash in it. Yeah, like that's such a cool idea, and um, it kind of makes sense too. Like as outlandish of a concept as it is, like yeah, I there could, would be money in Vegas there left there, and people would want to go get it. it. Yeah, so like that makes sense to me. That all mm-hmm. checks out, and I think that's such an awesome like. Oh, and then and then really really cool is the like i think adding the atomic bomb on top of it whether it's done well or not at the end just like that concept of and we're also just going to nuke the fuck out of nevada because you know we've done testing here before and vegas is already gone yeah um is and then like making that happen in 24 hours and it's kind of it's just like a great idea to like you know put a time box on your film and also have a big climax that yeah. you know is going to come yeah all things working well towards uh driving this plot forward and keeping yeah like the tension and everything for sure uh, i think um in like overall i think this movie is you know kind of like painfully average in its ups and downs mm-hmm. and it just like evens out to just like a, a meh film yeah. for me um, and with such a great concept that I was on board for, I, I don't know if it lives up to any of those like original, you know, sales pitch lines. Like, I don't think the heist is interesting. Right. Um, you know, at one point they're even doing like an Indiana Jones, like, um, style tomb raid of the vault. And it's just kind of like random mm-hmm. and not that interesting either. Uh, the the like Las Vegas concept of having to go into this like torn down post apocalyptic city with zombies in it also I don't think really goes that far like it feels restricted on budget like they're kind of only in one spot on the outside in dirt and then the rest is like in hallways yeah you know they're not really using like rundown Vegas as a set to go through you know like I I expected the movie to be like 
here's the Bellagio or right. like uh, here's New York, New York. And I don't know, as they're like making their way, progressing towards where we know they need to go, like um, it would have been cool to have used Vegas in what everyone knows it is Yeah. Um, inside the journey that the characters have to go on. For sure. Um, so like a lot of little things like that, I don't, or big things like that, I don't think it necessarily lives up to its premise um, in many ways. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, yeah, like Vegas is such a specific place and such, like it has a character in everyone's head already. Like they mm -hmm. should have totally used that to their advantage for sure. But, yeah. And they kind of like build it up like they're gonna, and then they're like, okay, let's go inside yeah. and not show anything else. Um, I, there's like some really good, there's some cool, I like this movie's just full of ideas and uh mm -hmm. along with that like outside vegas thing that you're talking about they have some really cool ideas that they set up and they just never come back to and you're like okay that was a cool idea it would be cool if you like showed us it but which uh, ones like specifically one i'm thinking of is when they walk in and there's like these mounds of zombies and they're all dried up and dead and the guy kind of oh. or the girl i think explains um yeah they... like if it rains if it rains they come back yeah like you assume that means that they like uh, like they hydrate was, enough to start moving again i was like oh that's i was thinking like at some point someone's gonna set off like a sprinkler alarm yeah and like something would happen with that or like they would pour water on some of the zombies to help them like do something or get escape somehow i don't know like, yeah some some inadvertent thing that would set up yeah such a dangerous thing of all these zombies coming out but uh yeah they just never go back to it they're just like isn't that a cool idea like, yeah that's mm. a really cool idea and they just move on and never come back so uh and it's kind oh, of boy that that tiger comes back it's just like a oh, perfect yeah. i don't know if it's perfect it's an obvious bookend it's like there's the tiger yeah and then it just like caps off a little ending piece yeah out of nowhere as well yep um yeah, you kind of feel like that's a Chekhov's gun thing, right? When the movie starts, you first see it, you're like, yeah. oh, like they really. Okay. <laughs> that's how I felt, at least. I kind of we'll see that 15 out. minutes before the movie ends again. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. um, so, uh, let's see. Other plot points that didn't work for me. I didn't get, like, the whole daughter thing. Like, this movie, like, suffers from some of Zack Snyder's worst ambitions too and it's like it's two and a half hours long first of all it's a zombie movie that like not a whole lot happens in just like i noticed cool action and i noticed scenes dragging yeah me too. like like no one told him that you already got the point across nothing else is happening why yeah. are we still in this like location or scene with these people yeah. and I, in my head that happened over and over again and i was like you could have cut that 30 seconds earlier you could have cut that 30 seconds mm -hmm. earlier would have felt way better yeah and he continually does this in most of his movies where it's like like the scenes work and then they and then you're like and that's it and then it just keeps going and then they start it starts to undo the things that they already did and you're you start start losing us again you know and mm -hmm. um i felt like the the daughter storyline in this movie felt like it could have been completely removed from start to finish would have no effect on any characters no plot lines nothing would have changed they could just completely erase it and mm -hmm. i know it's you know it's more that trying to get that drama but it just comes off as this 
boring melodrama and if they could work it into the story in a way that actually affected the group besides besides it just being an inconvenience to them yeah like it's literally just an annoyance to them Mm -hmm. and and that is why it exists and they spend you know probably a quarter of the plot or quarter of the running time dealing with it Mm -hmm. and uh it's just a weird choice uh it has no payoff either um yeah i want to talk more about that for sure at the end yeah um what else i think i think we mentioned the action was really well choreographed i was really Mm -hmm. surprised at like you mentioned like gun fu there's like there's some really cool uh moments or it like kind of sparks uh imagery in my head of just like the best times playing like different zombie games and stuff like that like just they he he has a knack for cool, like finding cool ways to, um, you know, film what's happening. And especially with just a zombie carnage and, you know, big yeah. Dave Batista with a big gun, like just doing cool and stuff. Honestly, for me, it was one of the, maybe it's halfway through the film, but it was one of the earlier fight scenes when the girl gets left behind for oh, a bit. Oh yeah. And she just starts going ape shit. Immediately. Like, I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. they like, they draw it out too. Uh, again like he always draws everything out it just keeps going and going and she's just like knifing and shooting and knifing and shooting and it's gets kind of crazy yeah and then they just then he undercuts that scene you know maybe it's just dragging it too long it's like it just like the ending of that scene didn't work for me like you know, when she, she comes she, out she makes it back to the group and then they all just leave her to die <laughs> and like, then what? there's like three zombies what? between them and her <laughs> yeah. and she's already killed like 75 yeah and the eight people looking at her can't help her kill three of them and they're just like we can't no leave her (laughs) she's like totally fine yeah yeah this is bizarre bizarre choices there's a handful of those moments that were just kind of cringe where you're just like who like who's not questioning this right yeah like someone on set should have just been like we need more zombies around her to make this look believable yeah that these eight mercenaries aren't saving her yeah because that that's what it was it was absolutely unbelievable like i didn't believe a second of it it was like pulled me completely out of the movie when that happened it's like what yeah after that you're gonna now use that as the excuse for her death what yeah (laughs) after what she just got out (laughs) and there's so there's a lot of that there's like oh is it dave batista's like I got to like crack these glow in the dark sticks so you guys can find your way. And they're all just like in a line in like medium lit hallway where they can all just see each other anyways. Yeah. Like you can't make us think it's pitch black or that they're going to lose each other when everyone's within like an arm's reach of each other in a normally lit hallway. we can see everything. Yeah. We can see everybody (laughs) and everything. Like imagine how cool that scene could have looked if it was lit like super dark and there was just little glow sticks everywhere, mm-hmm. but like they decided just not to do that for some reason. Yeah. And it made the whole scene so cheesy and unbelievable when suddenly she's like, Ooh, which way do I go? Right. I'm lo- <laughs> like, I'm now going to get on my knees and crawl under these zombies legs. Cause I'm so lost. Right. Um, and I'm like, you just saw them go to your left. <laughs> like, why aren't you following them? Obviously Dave uh, Batista did not squeeze through these zombies legs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a handful of those kind of moments. But it's like that happens, but then it's immediately like this awesome action scene. You just kind of forget it, and you're just like, God, this is really cool. 
and then you know that just happens pretty consistently i think throughout the whole movie and mm-hmm. um so it's definitely worth it for all those cool scenes i definitely enjoyed large portions of the movie it just sucks that it's constantly being undercut by these so dumb scenes <laughs> like they're just so dumb mm-hmm. um i don't think there's really any part of the movie that um that i felt like oh that was really smart of them to do this i can never i don't think i had that reaction yes <laughs> it suffers from like not clever character syndrome yeah. of you're just seeing characters kind of do basic things to get to their goal and none of it is like written in a way that's surprising to you yeah or that shows a plot twist or that like shows that much creativity um yeah, all of our characters just kind of walk up to a vault, get the money, and then, like, shoot their guns and walk out. Yeah. And, yeah, when they're shooting their guns, there's some action happening. But, like, there's no intricacy in the journey mm-hmm. or in the way they need to, like, find out how to get to the end goal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know exactly what they could have done to solve that. I don't know if it's, like, maybe you have a more complex heist. But I guess it's yeah, hard. Yeah, then just a vault chill in there. Yeah, it's just like go to the vault and open it and then leave. It's like the hard part is just cracking the safe, but like there's nothing interesting to do with that shot-wise. So it's like we just mm-hmm. get there and hang out and then they open it and then that's it. So Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a lack of creativity and in the plot. It's that story. like it's just that thing you have in those extra movies like Green Room or um uh it's not hush it's the uh don't breathe where you have to be don't breathe yeah where it's just like every scene your characters are doing something interesting and like like thinking their way out of these little scenarios over and over again yeah um and that like almost doesn't even happen once in this in this film yeah um in this film tig is like Oh, the engine's on fire. Um, give me another like half hour and I'll fix it. And it just yeah. cuts back in a half hour and she just fixes it. <laughs> yeah. It's just good job. Yeah. Good uh, job, Tig. Like you really <laughs> thought your way through that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of the general feel throughout the whole movie. Um, I think that's it. It just, it lacks that intricacy that, especially if you're going to mm-hmm. do a, a, a heist movie. Like they're known for their intricacies, so it stands out even more by how bland and uncreative the heist yeah. itself is. That's a good point. It's set up to be this blending of genres to yeah. an extreme. Like putting together that team, that is like the most straightforward heisty mm-hmm. shot thing in the whole movie. And then they kind of like drop the ball on coming up with an interesting heist, which is what heist movies have to be right um it and is, they just decide not to do that and the idea is interesting like breaking oh right thing. yeah but, but you're right on the highest highest level right but the execution of yeah um oh and we never talked about the there's like a zombie hierarchy kind of thing too mm, which is also okay. i think is really cool um, it's unique yeah in kind of like a B movie way, it's like, you know, there's like the lore, there's like the, I think they call them alpha zombies, and they're like badass, like you know, they're just like a normal human pretty much, but they're zombies, so they they still like have emotions and they still 
can do everything run fight but they're also a zombie they're undead so you gotta shoot them in the head kill them so they're mm-hmm. even scarier than like a human would be you know um but then there's also kind of like this gray area where it's like just some of the zombies like no karate and like you know there's like uh batista has to throw down with this like really hip zombie that's like dodging all his swings and like they do a little wrestling section and it's uh it's it's kind of weird some of them still kind of just go down just as easily as any of the other zombies yeah some of some of those like alpha ones like get mowed down yeah at the the, end in the final like climax there's like yeah eight of them die in a second yeah um just like they're normal guys so yeah i was kind of confused on like um the difference between them a little bit do we want to get into some of the weird spoilery like easter eggy like yeah let's move on to spoilers then i'll we'll wrap up with the ending stuff we want to talk about yeah so while we're talking about all right so spoilers from here on out um spoilers yeah they're not huge spoilers in this movie but if you're if some of the weird surprises that happen in the movie you don't want spoiled, then I would watch it and come back. Uh, so specifically what we're talking about, zombies. Zombie baby. Uh, zombie baby. Oh, yeah, there was a zombie fetus, right? Is that what you're zombie talking about? fetus. Yeah, there's a zombie that fetus. Was, um, that was pretty gross. And and interesting. <laughs> it was weird, like, the detail put in there. Like, it was blue and, like, turned red as it, like, came out of her body and stuff like that. I guess that's, like, there was some weird cgi going on with when those zombies died i don't know why he needed to do that there's it's been confirmed there's robot zombies did you notice the robot zombies yes i saw (laughs) that i saw it a couple times i was like what was that why was that and then yeah i forgot he's like brought it up in interviews like just laughing he's like yeah robot zombies what <laughs> how does that just to even... fuck with people i guess i don't know like it's just like there's robots well, obviously there's a sequel if that engine showed you anything you're right like it definitely feels like he's trying to get a sequel out of it and he probably will it's netflix and uh he's a pretty um hot topic director right now so i could easily see this movie getting a sequel uh there's also like a whole section where they they find these like bodies that are all wearing the same clothes as them you remember that and the guy starts like talking about he's like maybe we're in a time loop and those were uh... do you remember that scene it 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 shows it shows a zombie with like dave batista's scarf and then it shows like dave batista he's like wearing the same clothes as the zombie and he goes through each character and shows (laughs) a dead zombie on the ground in the vault that's dressed like that you're blowing my mind i didn't (laughs) you know what i stood up at one point to go to the bathroom yeah and i do i always pause the movie but for some reason i didn't pause the movie because i was like it's chill i the remotes on the like out of arm reach and i just went to go pee and maybe that's yeah (laughs) what's that exact moment are you serious? That sounds it, fucking serious. weird. It's so weird. And yeah. like, I think I, it really feels like the tone and everything. I think that it's just pure fun. Like just mm-hmm. having fun with people, messing with people. And like, that's what it feels like to me. Like robot zombies, like, like absolutely don't think about that. It doesn't make any sense. And there's nothing else to look into. <laughs> like, yeah, some of the ro- some of the zombies were robots. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. They had yeah. some weird conspiracy, like theory about a time loop, but that, 
there's nothing else there. It's just fun. Uh, talk about it. But yeah, there's nothing there. That's kind of what a lot of those things felt like. Um, and there's just like, because there's stuff in there that just don't, there's no reason. I can't think of, I can't even imagine I, an idea of why they'd be in there if it wasn't just like for the sake of. Yeah, like, like when some of them get shot in the head, there's some like blue CGI particle effects that like yeah. sprinkle in the air. There's some weird stuff. Like, like magic. The the main zombie guy like wears a cape. And like Tignatar mm. even calls it out. She's like, does that zombie have a cape? And, like, yeah. It's like, yeah, why does, what? He's like, uh, I don't know, it's weird. They just have the, I think they're just having a lot of fun. And he's mm-hmm. like, wouldn't that be funny if we, if like when he shot that, zombie it was a robot people would freak out when they saw that and like i think that's what a lot of that stuff is so okay um, interesting w- with that it makes me feel like the whole movie's kind of like you know it's just a it's just joy it's just like it's we're here to just have just fun ride. and just watch yeah zombies get murdered and um and that stuff is what works the best with the movie too i think all the zombie mm-hmm. action scenes are just they're just fun and um you know, we get to explore this unique concept. Uh, it'd be cool if it was just told a lot better. You know, that's where it's really lacking. And so coming into the ending, like we're wrapping up yeah. all these plots. The post, I'm and... curious what you thought about the like, um, you know, the final daughter father moment. Like yeah. I, I just, I thought he tried so hard to have his huge casting crew like all die. Mm-hmm. and I didn't know if it got us anything. Like, yeah, everyone was in it for the money, so I guess they all deserve to die, yeah. except for her. She went in there to save a friend, but the friend didn't even survive, And but I guess she's the most virtuous person who went in, so she gets right. to live. But also, like, she's also kind of an idiot, and <laughs> yeah. she she kind of got her father killed. Yeah. Um. And she absolutely did like, him and Tignataro. Yeah. Like they would have been, they would have been long gone, way yeah. out of the nukes radius. Yeah, and like, and and the friend died too. I'm just like, why did yeah. the friend? Why wasn't the friend alive? <clears throat> well, even and... worse, they didn't even show the friend die. You just know she was in the helicopter when it crashed. They never went back and showed you anything. Yeah, that's true. Like... You never even saw. I was just like, of course she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I kind of really wish it honestly would have worked better everything his whole speech if he hadn't been bitten like i wish he was sitting there like almost bloodied to the point of death but still hanging on yeah and brought up the lobster roll thing but it was like real like it was going to work out for them and i like thought that was the direction they were going to go for until you know um it was certain he was bitten yeah and yeah once he was bitten i was just like all right cool you're doing like is it edgy to have I mean, it's not edgy, or maybe it's just typical. Like, you always want in an elimination movie everyone to get eliminated. Right. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think it was the most interesting choice. Yeah, it didn't really work for me. Uh, I'm not really sure what they, what they were going for with it. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's just, you know, going with everything that happens in this movie, there's just so many more creative ways they could have gone about. It was a pretty, like, straightforward ending you know mm-hmm. it's like you know the dad died saving his daughter and uh but you didn't care about anyone anyways so it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. and 
no one succeeded at anything they tried to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I, that So that was just just kind of a dud for me, that whole yeah. ending there. Um, there was a cool moment, like, he captured just, like, a, a shot that uh, clicked. Everything kind of clicked for me for, like, 10 seconds and then went back. But it's when they're they're flying out, and the zombies on the helicopter with them and everything, and it kind of goes slow motion. Tig Nataro's watching like the nuke fly over their head, mm-hmm. and it's like the weight of everything kind of hit me right there. But then immediately they lose it right after that. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I I agree. Like actually that um, that chaotic uh, helicopter sequence with the zombie in the helicopter like was yeah. doing it for me. Yeah, and like them zipping through Vegas and like almost crashing and her getting shot and like still mm-hmm. trying to pull through to get him out of there and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing, but, um, so that's the, does it cut Ending to credits? One. Does it cut to credits there? No. Okay. It just like cuts to black, I think. Right. And then it mm-hmm. opens back up in the fallout of the nuke in Vegas. And, uh, and one stepping of the... out onto a, <laughs> radioactive radioactive (laughs) bomb site an hour later like okay yeah we've all seen chernobyl at this point um yeah (laughs) but yeah can yeah they should have just said it was a a big bomb i don't know why it had to be nuclear yeah like if they wanted that to work they could have made it work yeah or they could have done something cool i guess with the what they're doing with that character i was gonna say I, i thought it'd be cool if it was like some sort of inside man thing where like the sequel was he'd been in there the whole time he'd like found food and stuff and survived and like they'd gone through to start cleaning up the waste and stuff or something but yeah uh and that that'd be like the sequel starts off right there that's what i would see oh such a better idea derek and he's a zombie locked in that vault yeah Um, oh but it's like a perfectly believable awesome thing like they could have just showed like a year later excavating vegas yeah and they open up a vault oh my god derek you should have written that for them (laughs) that's cool yeah but what did happen instead right is he leaves he goes to like the closest airport and just like throws a bunch of money at an airplane and uh they throw him on an airplane to mexico and new mexico uh, new mexico it was Mexico mm-hmm. City. Oh, maybe. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of just a weird scene because you don't really know. I actually enjoyed the scene. I thought it was fine. But uh, you don't really know, like, was he bit or not. You're not 100% sure what's going on if they're, like, where this post-credit thing – or not post-credit, but, like, you know, this post-movie, like, extra scene is going. Um, but then it reveals that, yeah, he has, like, a zombie bite and um, – and he's headed to Mexico City, so you assume that that's kind of how the yeah the next movie will start out right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yeah. Did you like it? Good ending. I don't know. That front. <laughs> I mean, the scene was fine. I don't. It was probably a better ending than the other ending, but okay. um, it doesn't wrap any. It doesn't do anything. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like it's a tease, you know. So uh, yeah, it didn't serve the movie in any way. It was just kind of a little preview of what they want to do with the sequel. So I don't know. The movie's a mess, um, but it's a fun mess. And 
uh, very much like Zack Snyder's kind of brand. And I think if you like the stuff that he's been doing for a while, I think you'll have a lot of fun. You'll probably have more fun with this movie than a lot of the stuff he's been doing lately. So I think I think this movie also got probably better reviews from the fact that it's on Netflix and oh yeah, like just a much more casual watch. Yeah, um, I think that's helping this movie a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, and it's and it's a big movie with big stars and like a big name director that you can watch for free at home right now. So it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of a no-brainer Pretty unique yeah so i think everyone should give it a watch especially if you like Zack snyder uh, there's no downside to it you should see some awesome zombie action and then uh, and turn your brain off for a little while and forget about how crazy things are right now so that's Zack snyder's army of the dead it's available on netflix in some theaters right now as well um next week we are going to be nick is going to be hosting and he's going to review a quiet place too Ooh, big um, one yeah big one this movie's been it was ready to release i think it was coming out the week that everything shut down wow and uh, i actually just listened to an interview with uh, emily blunt and she was talking about like that week leading up to the release because they were doing all their press and john krasinski was like we're not releasing the movie but they like had to do the press still because they couldn't announce it until like it was official and they were really pressing to get the movie out. And uh, he was the one that kind of like pulled the plug and was like, we're not doing it. There's no way we're releasing this movie. And so now we're over a year later, I think. Right. Way and over a year. Um, this movie's finally coming out and it's kind of, it feels like a really good post post pandemic like movie Mm -hmm. like it's a you know it's a following up a pretty successful first movie and it's you know it's about a kind of weird you know apocalyptic world and uh and trying to reconnect with people so i think it'll be a cool fun horror blast i'm excited to see in theaters yeah me too so uh yeah with that we'll wrap it up um if you like what we're doing here please like and subscribe to our channel you can also find us on spotify monthly movie dispatch um yeah that's it we'll talk to you later see you next tuesday see ya bye bye